0: Hey friends, this is Amy Grigg, and I want to welcome you to This One Thing I Know. Here, you will hear stories of authentic followers of Jesus in the messy middle of their life story. Thank the Lord, Amen. Thank the Lord, Amen. <laughs> Good job. The little boy saying this adorable prayer is Owen. Today, I'm talking to his mom and dad, Dr. Michael and Abby Rogers, about their miraculous faith-building journey through her pregnancy with their little fighter. Well, guys, welcome to This One Thing I Know. Thank you so much for you coming bet. in and sharing your, what I'm calling a bow story, because it has a bow on it, which mm. is so rare, I feel like, in this yeah. life that we get to see um, a really happy, genuine ending to a, a miraculous story. So. All right. Thanks yeah. for being here.
1: You bet. Thank you.
0: Yeah. So I just want to start with, you know, just your background and um, who you are, what you do, how you met. Tell us how you met in a short synopsis.
1: Yeah. So I'm Michael Rogers, born in Little Rock, Arkansas, kind of grew up in Little Rock and in Hot Springs. Um, I guess to speed it up, um, went to high school in Hot Springs, came to college at U of A in Fayetteville uh, in 2001, graduated Um worked in the medical field for a while and then decided when I was about 30 to go back to school and go to medical school. So I did that. Yeah. And in the process, while we were, I was working at this place called Fayetteville Diagnostic Clinic. Uh, one day I'd been there for about five years, I guess. And one day our clinic manager walked up and said, um, hey, I need you to meet this new PCA we hired, patient care assistant. And she's the she said she's a Spanish Barbie. And so... <laughs> Yeah. what she did little, that mean yeah so i you know i met abby and it's intriguing and all that and it was you know it was like yeah she kind of is a spanish barbie but anyway I mean, she ended up working across the hall for me so i would open the door to call patients and she would open her door and we would see each other and we started having lunch together and that kind of thing at the clinic and then yeah uh, we started dating and yeah and the rest is history
0: explain <laughs> explain why you were called the spanish barbie abby um i guess well i was an
2: interpreter we actually did the same job we were both um Patient care assistance, but I was also an interpreter, and so our boss was a nut. She was just a crazy person, so she just <laughs> she just introduced I hope she me that way. To I was like, podcast. okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I won't mention names, but anyway, um, but I'm I'm Abby, and we've been married for ten years, and so yeah, we're here to tell our yeah our
0: story, Your story, one of our stories. But yeah. yeah, you have many one stories, ours, but this one is super story. fun. To get to just, you know, revisit And I know that you guys have been, you know, just remembering All that God did during um, your pregnancy with Owen Yes So talk to me about where you were um, in that journey Between after you were married and uh, getting pregnant with Owen What did that look like?
2: Yeah, so we actually kind of went over it last night And man, I was like, I was amazed by how many details That I had already forgotten mm. And um, I'm thankful that we wrote it down a few years ago But really this this starts for me um, it was a few years after we were married. Right after we were married, actually, we decided, let's just go ahead and um, let it happen. You know, if, we, if we're if we to have a, have babies, you know, yeah. or whatever. We felt like we were the older ones of our friends getting married anyway. Yeah. And um, so we were like, we'll just, you know, just we'll see what happens. And during that time, he was pursuing medical school. And so we kind of just let it go for a little while. <clears throat> but a couple years in... We were like okay this is weird I wonder why mm. nothing's happened so we started being kind of more intentional thinking well, let's see if we yeah. can you know if we can make it happen and we still didn't we still didn't get pregnant and so we were like okay yeah I, I personally really had that strong desire to have family mm-hmm. he was more distracted by med school at that time sure but kind of started feeling the same way so we sought help we went to a fertility specialist and we um, we we Thought we figured out that we actually both had a fertility issue at the time, and we were like, and they said you may never conceive, but Mm. you may have to just do IVF or something like that. So let's let's just try this out. He said your shot on your own is really bad. So we were like, oh my gosh, okay. And we started out doing um, some some treatments, and we actually conceived pretty quickly. Mm. It was just like, we never did IVF though. We were no, we did not do IVF. We didn't have to get there. We far before that, we were able to conceive. We were.
0: Over the moon excited. Yeah. I mean yeah. over the moon excited. Because this had been this was like three years into mm-hmm. infertility.
2: Four basically. Four no, years. Way. Way. Yeah. Wow. And um, so we we had longed for that pregnancy. We're super excited. It started off super strong, actually. Um, I told Michael I was gonna mention the the HCG levels. Not every woman gets their HCG levels when they're when they're pregnant. Um, if you don't do treatment and stuff like that. But um with that pregnancy, she called me and she said Congratulations! Um, Your HCG is thirteen hundred, and so that meant it was a super strong pregnancy from the get go. Very high. It was yeah. It's usually in the thousands, sometimes higher, but it was very high. And um, so we um, we just were going along. Everything was totally fine. We had our thirteen week ultrasound, Mm -hmm. and I had been spotting just a little bit. But when we had the ultrasound, the doctor was like. You do have a complication, mm. which is called a subcoronary hemorrhage, and that just basically means it's a blood clot behind the placenta. Yeah, and he said, literally said these words to me, and that's what's relevant. He said, "Don't worry about it. Ninety-nine percent of the time, th- these are fine. They okay. just heal right up. Your body reabsorbs it. Yeah, and you go on to have a perfectly normal pregnancy." So we weren't really that worried at all. Sure. I was just like, okay. I mean, surely they wouldn't be in that one percent, you know? Right. That was our, <laughs> that was our. Surely so, not. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm sure it'll be fine. And, um, but just a few days later, I started bleeding a lot. Mm. It was a lot more. So we were super worried. But the doctor called us and said, okay, come in in the morning, and you know, we'll take a look at everything. But before the morning came, we had already raced to the hospital mm. and lost that baby. Wow. And it was so incredibly shocking for us because this is something that we'd wanted so long, waited for so long, and it was so healthy. Like We'd just seen the baby a few days before, just jumping around on the Mm. ultrasound, and that that was really where it began. I mean, the the devastation of that loss just took us both to a really, really low place. Yeah,
0: for sure.
1: Yeah, that was... It was incredibly disappointing. And a lot of people um, would come up and say, hey, you know, we lost a yeah. baby or two babies mm-hmm. or three babies mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. or whatever. And um, we came to realize really how common that is. Okay. And of course, the more I studied in medical school, I've realized, you know, how common first trimester um, miscarriages are. And it's a, there's a huge number yeah. of families who've dealt with that. And so, you know, we had people around us um, praying for us then and, and really... That experience, we were so disappointed. We went from a, a super high high to just below zero, right. you know, and... Um, we were devastated. So we were just incredibly devastated. But, you know, the show goes on. I mean, yeah. she still had to go to work. I still right. had to go to school and there was no stopping. So we just kept going and pushing through. And yeah. um, that kind of started, we were both Christians, mm-hmm. yep. um, both have testimonies, but we were kind of asleep sure, yeah. before that happened. And that really... Kind of um, awoken, or oh gosh, say it again. Yeah. I guess. So we were both Christians before the miscarriage, but this really um, sparked mm-hmm. that faith inside of us, sure, and really helped us to kind of go directly to the Lord and, right. and kind of ask why, like, why did that happen, and yeah. and um, you know how are we going to get through it, and right. really leaning on Him again. And so we know now that that baby. You know, just went straight to heaven. The first thing, we Absolutely. called him Baby Ha. Oh, the oh. long story behind that. But uh <laughs> anyway, Baby Ha saw Jesus. The first thing, you know, yes. the first thing his eyes ever saw was the light of Jesus. So right. to me, you know, now that's yes. very comforting knowing For that sure. he's there. We'll see him again. Yep. And, um, you know, that, but at the time it was yeah devastating. That mm-hmm.
2: was definitely the beginning of the Lord trying to get our attention, mm. spe- specifically me. Because mm-hmm. I agree that we were just sort of, we were just very... I don't know. Out, um, we we're just nominal at the time. Life we were. Was I was not, we were just coasting. Definitely, definitely. Sure. And this was um so. We I started reading my Bible mm. more. Yeah. Uh, you know, every day, and I had a lot of conversations with my dad and a lot yeah. of other people, and yeah. so that was definitely the beginning of that. So a few months later, we decided. You know, we feel like we've recovered a little bit, and we decided to try again, mm-hmm. and we got pregnant again, actually. Right away, we, it was five months after we lost our other baby that we got pregnant again. Mm. Except for this time, um, the lady called me from the clinic and said, Okay, well, I have some news. She's like, you, you are pregnant. She's like, but your HCG is super low. It was 38. Mm. And that's why it's relevant compared wow. to the 1300 before. Wow. Which is but typically it, that indicates a non-viable pregnancy. Okay. And she said, well, we're going to wait and see and we'll redraw it because if it doubles and triples really quickly... Then it's Benita, possible it early, maybe mm-hmm. it's, it's possible that it you know will be viable, but she's like we have to wait and see. So I had my HCG redrawn two days later, and it had only went gone up to um, forty eight, wow. which is h- hardly any improvement. So she mm-hmm. said, um, "So here, this is going to be an early loss, and yeah, um, I just want to prepare you for what to expect." And so she gave me all the preparation. and We were just. Mm-hmm. I was I was absolutely dumbfounded. Yeah. I was like, Here I cannot you go again. believe our misfortune. Mm. Right. And
1: with the first pregnancy, <clears throat> um, being thirteen weeks along, the baby was a, a decent size, you know. Mm-hmm. Not huge, but big enough to where they had to do a pretty aggressive D and C mm. procedure. Mm-hmm. And she lost a ton of blood mm. yeah, and almost had one. to be transfused. And um, I was just immediately thinking, here we go again. Yeah, here we you know, go. Again. Just a so few months soon. ago we went through this and right. now we're gonna have to do it again. Right. Another loss, another surgical procedure. Um, you know, actually I was I was painting something in that house in Little Rock, like a, a I don't know, <laughs> I don't a door really... frame or something. And I got mad because mm. she called the nurse called her and she said, Yeah, you know, your HCG did not double, mm-hmm. and so it's gonna be an early loss. So basically, don't get your hopes up. We'll bring yeah. you in for an ultrasound and, and make sure. But
0: mm-hmm. And
1: I just got mad, and I kicked a box or something, and I was just like, I can't believe it. Like, this is so... Yeah. What? What's the deal?
2: Right. You but know? when we went in for that ultrasound, because we waited and waited and waited for me to miscarry, and I didn't. Wow. So I went in for that ultrasound, and um, there was a baby. I mean, mm. there was a little baby, and there was no heartbeat yet. It was too early. Okay. But, but he said, well, there is a baby here, but I still don't think it's going to be anything. Sure. But come back in two weeks, which... Mm-hmm. We, that was the longest two weeks of our entire oh, life It was sure. just too like early to what, see I'm the sure. heartbeat is the thing What could be there? And we went back
1: Well, the OB told us He said, yeah, there's there's something here You something, know, there's a product yeah. there, basically right. But, you know, it's too early to see a heartbeat He said, your HCG is so low He basically said, don't get your hopes up mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely
0: you know? Yeah, so you're bracing for the worst Yep. So we Again. waited two weeks, but, hopeful, but we went though, back we in We were pretty happy
2: And there was a heartbeat wow. There was a heartbeat And at that point... He was like, I cannot believe this. He's like, but there's a baby in there.
1: So from the word go, yeah. honestly, yes. Owen was fighting. Yeah. That, def- that was Owen's pregnancy. Him. And there was, that I mean, amazing. the cards were stacked against us For from sure. the
2: beginning. For mm-hmm. sure. But so during that early part of the pregnancy, though, was when we moved back to Fayetteville. Okay. So we moved and um, we w- went to my parents' house mm-hmm. at the time because, you know, we were just kind of in the middle of everything. We were planning to just be there short term. Mm-hmm. And um, we were just kind of breezing right along; everything was fine. And we, one day, we went to um, Branson with Michael's parents just for a just for a day. Walked all around, just did some shopping. And later that day, um, we were all just sitting on the couch, and I was just kind of dozing. I was like, um, all of a sudden, I just like jumped. I was like, "What in the world?" and I thought I thought I had wet my pants. Honestly, I thought I had like, oh wow, and I was like, what in the world happened? I jumped up. Michael was like, what in the world happened? I was like, I have no idea. I I was like, surely that is not a thing, right? Because I didn't I didn't think that I had like, (laughs) you know, peed on myself or anything. But I was like, what in the world? I was 15 weeks, but it was pretty. It was it was very like noticeable. I was Mm -hmm. like, what in the world? Michael was like, well, you think we should call in? I was like, no, I don't think so. I mean, probably it was nothing. But then it happened again. Wow. And I was like, "Yeah, okay. I was like, something happened. So we decided to call the nurse. And she was like, yeah, you probably need to come in. So we're like, okay. We went into the ER. But we were actually in pretty good spirits. We didn't think it was going to be anything. I was like, I'm sure it was nothing. Weird stuff happens, I guess, when you're pregnant. But I was like, "Um, but they did a little test. They do a little swab test Mm -hmm. to see if there's amniotic fluid. And I, I still remember when the doctor came in and said, "Um." It is amniotic fluid, and this is going to be an early loss. Mm. I was like, I, I, I think my ears were actually ringing. Sure. I was like, I've got to be dreaming right yes. now. Like this cannot actually be the case. He said, your your water has broken, and you know, ninety nine yeah, percent of cases for sure. this ends in miscarriage. Right. I was like, what? I still remember him putting his hand on my knee and saying. Don't worry about it. We can just take care of the products of conception right now. Oh, wow. And then you can just go home and heal. You'll be able to try again. I was like mm. I had they had done an ultrasound right there yeah. while we were there to verify that there was no fluid. Yeah. And we'd seen his heartbeat. I mean, okay. we'd seen him. Yeah, he's there. 15 weeks alive. along is pretty good-sized baby. Right. I was like I I just remember staring at him thinking, I'm not going to have I'm not going to have him removed right. from my body right now. Right. He's alive for sure. I remember saying that to Mike. I was like,
1: "Yeah, but well, that was never a question." Yeah, it See, was basically, never a question. It was just he gave so us a shocking. few options, and you know, I don't want to run down this physician at For all. For sure, but um, you know, he was doing what he was trained to do. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I have a quote from him actually that I I just started writing down these quotes kind of as we went to some of these physicians and um, and I have worked with some of these physicians mm-hmm. now, right, in my career, and I know that they're good people, mm-hmm. and um. But some of the comments were just so negative. For sure, all of them. I decided them. to write them down, yes. you know, thinking, man, you know, one day so if this it. turns out, yeah. I want to read these again and yes. I want to see what we were told. Right. Anyway, the, so that, that physician who was an OB said, you know, currently your baby has a heartbeat, but you're going to start bleeding and cramping within hours. Do you want to be admitted to the hospital or would you like to go home and come back when you begin to go into labor? Wow. Another option is to go to the OR and take care of this tonight. Hmm. There's no wrong answer here. <laughs> well, that was a wrong answer for us but. Sobering yeah.
2: we, oh, Obviously, wow. that was not something we were going to do So right. we just decided to go home Yes I'm like, I guess we'll just right. So what
1: she didn't mention is She ruptured the day before I started my third year of medical school That's right The day before So oh, I've, I'm my. getting ready to go on surgical rotations And do all these yeah. things Yeah You know, getting up at 4 a.m. and all that And going in and um, already nervous For sure And then now we go home I think we got home at like 1 in the morning or something It was ridiculous yeah. And um, that same feeling in the pit of your stomach yeah. that we had when we had the first miscarriage, mm-hmm. but worse, mm-hmm. like things are just tightened up like yes. a vice and you just, you can't fear. sleep. You're just, fear. your stomach hurts. You're nauseated. Yes. What's going to happen and when's it going to happen? Right. Um, you know, it's just, just a waiting. matter of time right. before we go through an even worse experience this time. Yes. And um, so that was just on our mind. And I, my first day driving in, of course, we lived in Hinesville, so it was about a, Thirty-five minute drive in mm-hmm. or so, so I prayed the entire way, which became my new normal uh-huh. for months. Yeah, and so anyway, I, I prayed the whole way. I called my dad. You know, I figured if anyone's up at five a.m. or five thirty, it's my dad, wow. <laughs> which he is. So I called him. You know, and he already knew about it, but we he would talk to me through it a lot. Mm. And uh, so anyway, yeah, he
2: was a great. I mentor. got there,
1: and one of the first um, people I saw of my new, um, um, I guess, attending staff there was an OBGYN. Hmm. And so I told her what had happened. I said, hey, here's what happened to us. Yeah. You know, looking for some kind of hope. For sure. Have you ever heard of anything like this? Right. And do you know of any positive results from this? And she just kind of shook her head yeah. and had that look on her face and yeah. said, you know, I just don't. So it doesn't sound good and, mm-hmm. and all this. And so anyway, um, yeah. So we just, I started my third year of medical school that way. Mm. And Abby's just at home. Right. In that room upstairs in, in the house. Laying there in bed, on yeah. bed rest, waiting. We had a waiting. lot of
2: time on our hands at a that lot. point, <laughs> right? For sure. Um, one thing that he didn't mention though, they they monitored us very um, minimally mm-hmm. through that time. Mm-hmm. Though we would go in occasionally and get, you know, the amniotic fluid level checked, and it was really low. Okay, I was continually having like gushes, more and more gushes. So we knew that there was probably some fluid rebuilding at that time. Okay, so that's a thing. Well, we it does know. rebuild, and rebuild. Well, we didn't know for sure. We <laughs> okay. thought so no. only because it was.
1: No, not really. Fluid doesn't really rebuild. It's not something that happens. Okay. It's not something that there are a lot of studies on, to be honest, that early. Of course. If you rupture after what's considered to be viability, which is after 23 weeks, there are studies showing what happens when you is P-P-R-O-M is what it's called, premature preterm rupture of membranes. Okay. So when that happens, there are some studies that show... You know, percentages and outcomes and stuff after viability. Yeah. But not much beforehand. But not at and I looked weeks. it up. Okay, <clears throat> there was sure. almost no numbers on it because it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, part of UAMS, part of where I was, they had an angels department, which mm-hmm. is a um, kind of a branch of UAMS or children's, sorry, in Little Rock, Arkansas Children's. And there was a big head honcho um, maternal fetal specialist that, we were put that in her OB with. Uh, put us in contact with. And this guy, he's a great man, you know, a good Christian man. Mm. And so he met us via um, telemedicine. <clears throat> so I think this is my second or third day <laughs> of, of third year of med school. And, and they bring Abby up. It's a blessing that I was already there. Oh, I was able to leave sure. and be with her at the appointment. And so the doctor says, um, well, I've got his stuff here too. Of course, he wasn't very positive either, but at least he had a kind of a faith-based perspective on it. Um, You will not reseal. The mucus plug will not reform. There's less than 1% chance of continuing this pregnancy. Even if you make it to viability, which is 23 weeks, your baby will be born without adequate lung development. If it does live, 23-weekers don't go to school on time. They have chronic medical problems, and they have decreased quality of life. And then he said... He said, "You're in the faith realm now. Only a miracle can save your baby at this point." But I believe in miracles, so that was. Wow. He
2: was really kind, but but he definitely did not. On... Very definitive. Very Definitely didn't give yep. us any hope. hope really, right. he just said. Mm-hmm. But what's so interesting about, um, his the conversation with him in particular? We mm-hmm. we were just like crestfallen. Oh, I mean, of we course. we were we left there incredibly sad. But he said he said really he said I've been in this practice for 26 years, never um. Seeing a good outcome, and wow. then he stopped. Never, and he said, "Actually, I did have one." And he said, "Actually, it was up there in Northwest Arkansas." Is that right? And we were like, "Really?" Mm. And I clung to that, like of course, like a like a you know, it was beam hope. of light or something. Yes. I was like, "Oh my gosh, there was one." There was one. There was So get one. ready
1: to get some chill bumps. <laughs> so yes. about a week later, or maybe less than a week, I'm doing some OB training, Yeah. and I'm at the. Washington County Health Department and, you know, doing it there <laughs> and this this young lady comes in and, of course, I told everybody there what, what the situation was. These are all, you know, trained uh, OBGYN professionals right. and, yeah, again, just looking everyone. for hope. It's like, sure. have you ever seen this before? What? And um, the, the nurse practitioner there did say, hey, you never know. She's still pregnant. You never know. Wow. And that was kind of what her dad was telling us. He said, you know, I, I for some reason, I kind of think it's going to be okay. Mm. Her brother John said the same thing. My mm. mom said that. Some of our friends said, you know, I just, I don't have a doom and gloom feeling about right. it. Of course, so we did. Sure. Yeah. And so we know now that was the Lord, yeah. you know, starting to kind of give us a little bit of hope. Yes. But anyway, I go in the room and they had to ask, since I'm a male, they had to ask, if, is it okay if a male med student comes in for your appointment and, and she happened to say yes and about half of them didn't mm. and so I went in and you know she was probably early 30s and had several kids and um, she began telling us about some of her labors and stuff mm-hmm. um, due to taking some history for the visit yeah and she said, you know I had a rupture at about 16 weeks a pe prom and I was goodness. seen by the doctors down in Little Rock <laughs> and I ended up carrying to a full term oh, and I had the baby and he's my. fine.
0: Goodness,
1: And doctor, Michael. And this doctor was her doctor. He ran outside I'm and not called gonna say his he was name, like, Guess what? But I, I ran. Out, I looked oh, at the nurse that I was incredible. working with. She looked at me and she said, "Go!" And so I called Abby. And I said, You'll never yeah. believe who I just met.
2: That is the, it was the wow. We has think to be. that it was the same woman it because to be she said that one. she had gone to Little Rock and that he had been her doctor. <laughs> oh we were just like, How in the world is it possible? Oh yeah.
0: God. And I remember oh telling God. Abby at the time,
1: I said, Maybe it's going to be okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. I said, Maybe it is. I mean, where, where are
0: we at at this point? How many weeks about? Um... About 16 early 22 okay weeks. so you were still no oh, this was, was early, that, that early? early on that yep. we found that out because it, oh, yeah, oh it was just i guess it was just a few weeks after the rupture
2: yeah. then yeah. Yes. we had 20 still, yet. yeah that's right i was still on bed rest at home for sure and yeah. that was and so we wow, i mean like what? we we <laughs> <That> we <was laughs> were huge. so elated by that of we course. were just any the little was, tiny bit of good, right. good information but we felt like that was almost like directly Absolutely. from the lord no right to us right into our lab and um michael's right that our we had a lot of people in our lives that um, just said thing, my dad would say things like mm. I, have, I have a good feeling about it mm-hmm. I really have a lot of peace mm-hmm. and um, a lot of even our friends I remember Laura yeah. yes. um, saying to me I just feel good about it yes. I feel really good about it and
0: that is so important for people that yeah. are in mm-hmm. it really a dire is. situation <laughs> it really is <laughs> to have not all do, you know when the odds are stacked against you when yes. everybody in the medical yep. field is saying it's impossible yes, to have people speak that to you is yes. life giving for sure
2: very it's very much so i agree when um even medical professionals will just be gentle with yes. you too i feel like we oh, had I totally agree. we had one yeah. of the doctors at the park hill clinic and he would ju- he just said he said you're you're still pregnant today he's like just mm-hmm. enjoy every mm-hmm. single kick that's you feel right. that's right every single minute and he was just right. so kind yes. He Yes. said you never know what god can do just wow. very Helpful, and yeah. I thought, and I, I loved him for it basically sure. because everybody else was like, Nope,
0: nope, right. it's not gonna happen, right? They kind of saw it as a statistic or sign. very right. much a statistic rather than a person, right?
2: So, the people that could look beyond that, yes, was it was really big. Oh my goodness! So, wow. that was that was a long time. We had at least two months where we went with very yeah. little monitoring, mm-hmm. we'd go in occasionally, they would see that our levels were still really low. Yep. Everyday was, day was the same have... routine. Yeah. I would go
1: in early. Yeah. Surgical rotation or whatever it was. I would pray the whole way in or right. call my dad or both. Yeah. And she would stay there I... laying in bed. Yeah. And... I spent a
2: lot of time um I spent a lot of time reading my bible yeah. and taking some notes and my dad would come up some a lot of times and just sit in there in the room mm-hmm. with me and talk to me mm-hmm. and it was actually that was actually really Good time And I remember He shared a lot of verses With me Yeah My mom was there The entire time Taking care of me Yeah Um, She actually stayed Instead of going back To Panama Where my parents live Mm -hmm. She actually stayed behind And um, took care of me Every single day So it was It was a long Period of time And I know that That was the period of time The Lord was really Yes Drawing us closer to Him And teaching
0: us Yeah What were you learning How to trust I mean
2: I feel like The The fear that we That we mentioned before Was Mm -hmm. just all consuming I mean every single time that we that I felt like okay I'm gonna relax a little bit mm-hmm. um, just something else would happen mm-hmm. I'd have another really big gush mm-hmm. or something and just that fear just like chokes you Huge again fear.
1: yes every and, time in the middle of the night we were trying to sleep and Abby would get up to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. which she had to do
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I would
1: wonder is this it yes. did she get up because she ruptured mm-hmm. or again and she would leak I mean she would yeah. when she would get a up lot. she would leak fluid yeah she was drinking a gallon of water Every single day. Wow. Every day. Wow. And we didn't know if it was doing any good or not. I did have a little at home Doppler deal mm-hmm. that I would okay. like lightly put on, you know, on her belly there and, and we so would we listen and, and so we could still mm-hmm. hear a heartbeat. So we were still monitoring that and that would really lift our spirits. But it was also nerve wracking because <sighs> sure. when we had our first miscarriage, I had that thing and when she was bleeding, I said, Well just get on the bed, we'll listen for a heartbeat. And we did that. While Mm -hmm. she was having some spotting during Mm -hmm. that uh, time, but there was always a heartbeat. But the time just before we went to the hospital, we couldn't hear a heartbeat. So I was afraid, you know, is this going to be the time that that his heart is not, heartbeat's not there. Right. And literally every time I'm, I'm, when I'm at work, I'll call it work. um, I'm wondering, is she leaking right now? Mm -hmm. Is she in bed? You know, Mm -hmm. what's going on? Constant fear. Yeah. Because we're living on every little detail. Yes. Was really the thing. Yeah. And so, so but, pe- yeah.
0: well, oh, no, go ahead. So, people were confident around you, feeling mm-hmm. peaceful. Yeah. What, and you're in that fear of pins and needles constantly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, did you get to a place where, of rest? Did you get, did the Lord was He able to bring you to that place mm-hmm. where? Yeah. So, tell me about that. Well, for me personally, I feel like I, uh,
2: well, that, that level of fear, I mm-hmm. feel like is unsustainable. Yes. And definitely you have to come to a point where you are able to like release some of it to the Lord. And I know I've told you this, but um, I had a, I have a, a specific verse that came to me mm-hmm. and it was one of the verses I learned probably in Awana. I shared mm-hmm. this the other night and um, I learned it like really early on and it, it came to me and I w- I looked it up and I would read it. I would read it every single day and it got to where I would almost say it like a prayer. Mm-hmm. And it's um, Psalm 56, 3, where it says, what time I'm afraid, I will trust in you. Yeah. And um and I I definitely got to the point where I would have to just like kind of release that. Mm. I felt like I had to release it to the Lord. And what I have now learned about trust in general is that it's something that you continually have to do, right? right. And it's not something that like I feel like I learned how to do, yeah. Um, and now I've done it and I'm good. Yes, definitely through that process I realized that it's something I had to do every day, and actually sometimes a couple times a day. Oh, for sure. Um, release that fear to the Lord, rest in it a little yes. bit, and then I feel like, um, and then it would come up again, and mm-hmm. I would take it back, mm-hmm. and then I had to realize, okay, I'm holding it again. I have, yeah. to, I have to release it again. Yes, so. That was a huge learning curve for me, and I've realized that now in my now in my life, I'm able to do that more easily because of, of this. So right. I definitely think that was probably one of the biggest things Absolutely.
0: that I personally learned how to do. Absolutely, for how me, very
1: similarly. Um, during the time when she was on bed rest, and basically they told us, "Come see us when you're at 23 weeks." Wow! And so we had all this time, and so every day, you know, again, we're, I'm driving in, she's staying home, I'm getting home late. Um, mm-hmm. I had a moment. I would pray, when I was praying, as I was driving in and and driving home, I would always pray for these little details. I would pray, Lord, Mm -hmm. please don't let her leak. Mm -hmm. Lord, please don't let there be bleeding. Please don't Mm -hmm. let there be cramping. Please hold those cervix nice and tight. Please allow what fluid is there (laughs) to be right around his mouth. Really, I was, um, please help me to do what I can for her. All these things, all these little details, please let him him do all these things. And uh, I had a moment uh, where I realized, and I was reading a lot as well, and I'll kind of read... One of the verses on hope, um, it's uh, Romans 8, 24 and 25. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. Mm. For what a man sees, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for which that which is unseen, then do we with patience wait for it? Wow. And I was like, okay, I'm telling God how to do all this stuff. Mm. I'm asking for all these details to make me feel comfortable. <laughs> do I think he's got this or not? Like I was wow. just thinking... Um, it's time to let that go. Wow. He's got a plan. Do you trust his plan? And what if his answer is no?
0: Mm.
1: What if his answer is this is gonna be another very painful loss? Yeah. A really, really painful loss at this point because i sure. fighting yeah. so hard. And are you okay with that? Yeah. Like do you think that he really has your best interest at he heart? Surrender. He can use it for good. Are you willing to surrender all those details and just give it up? Mm. And that it was a beautiful Day I was wow. driving back and it was like sunset and um you know Hines the drive Highway 45 from Hinesville to Favela was really quite beautiful
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I was just looking up and I just had the moment I was like you know what I trust you yeah you have a plan and I know it wow and I trust it and I'm gonna give up yeah trying to tell you how to do things and trying to pray so specifically for all these things yeah. You have a plan, and if your answer is no, mm-hmm. man, that's going to be hard to deal with. Yeah, But please give us the strength to do it and yes. put the people around us to do it, and that's fine. Yeah. And we love you anyway. Wow. And so at that point, huge, immense weight was released for me. Yes. Abby had the, pretty much the same moment, like around the same time. Wow. So from that point on, we were like good soldiers saying, God's got a plan. Mm-hmm. What is it? We're gonna do everything we can, right, but we know he has a plan, yeah, so that's all there is to it.
2: One thing that he um isn't mentioning in that um specific moment is we he has an uncle in little Rock who's um he's a he's a pastor and he is he he's the guy who married us and he's a great guy mm-hmm. but um he talked to him on the phone several different times, and he has a daughter who's special needs and um so he had a lot of really, really good insight sure. for us and yeah one time. Uh, Michael had a conversation with him on the phone. So sometime around the same time. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And he said, um, I can't remember exactly how he said it, well, but he said basically... We
1: were talking about, because mm-hmm. we thought maybe the best outcome might be for Owen to be born, but maybe with some problems right. and stuff. And so my cousin, Jessica, who's just a beautiful human being, um, has spina bifida, and she has it pretty severely. She's mm-hmm. never been able to walk. Mm-hmm. And anyway... Um, He would talk me through that and kind of his experiences when she was a baby and everything and how they almost lost her. Sure. And uh, we started talking about the power of God and and what He can do Mm -hmm. and how He's able to do anything. Yes. And I kept saying over and over again, you know, he, you know, I really feel like God can do this and everything. And he said, you know, he said, just do one thing. He said, love God for who He is and not just what He can do for you. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I said, wow. That was very profound. Both of us were very sobered. Yeah.
0: By that. that, and I remember is such yeah. wisdom. Oh, it's and such that wisdom. Was part of it, it
1: was like, am I am I doing that? Right. You know, and we were trying to grow. We were using this yes. to get closer to the Lord. Oh,
0: a faith journey for but sure. But it was
1: people like him and my yeah. dad and her dad, yeah. and saying things like that to us. That's right. That were like, wait, put this. We know you're going through this horrible time, yep. but put it in perspective. That's right. Back up. Look at the big picture, yeah, and it really helped us to focus. That well, had
0: a profound effect for both of us on oh, yeah. sure. the way that we were praying. Yes, and looking after you in your spiritual journey, right? That this is a very physical journey, but, right. yep. but really guiding your hearts, yes. mm-hmm. to be, um, to be right and godly and good, mm-hmm. and just mentoring you in, yep. in the faith. Yes, mm-hmm. um, man, that is so powerful. What he said That's was so powerful. so powerful. It literally. I mean, it made
2: me check myself on oh, the way that I was praying. I was like, that's wow, right. am I you know and am I, you know, just begging him for this yeah. when you know, yeah. am I loving him in spite of it? That's even right. if it's even if even the answer is no, and that's yes. when both of us had that had that moment and I was like, Man, it just it made me really step back and think about yes. it.
0: Yes. Yes. And uh Wow. So So you were very different people on the other mm-hmm. side of this journey. Than yeah. were I mean, for sure. At the at the beginning, it felt infinitely sure. long, and now I realize oh. it was only. I'm know, sure. Nine, I'm sure it felt like forever. Nine, oh, I guess
1: it was. A, no, it felt like a long time. Yeah. It was. So, so, but um,
0: we'll take us to
2: like the last few weeks. Well, so we were going through all this time at home, and um, finally they said, "There's nothing that we can do really for you until you get to what's called viability. That's 23 weeks. Mm. So Still so early." So, so early. We went in at 23 weeks and had an ultrasound and they said, well, everything looks fine except for you have no fluid. Mm. Um, but it's a boy. There's a
1: little bitty tiny pocket of fluid. Wow. Normally when you see an ultrasound, yeah, you see right. the baby right kind days. of at the bottom yeah. usually. You see this yeah. really nice uh, black area around yeah. the baby. That's the right. fluid. That's
0: the fluid. And yeah. so there was what none was, of that for Owen. What was their explanation of how he was surviving without
1: fluid? Yeah. Uh, the only explanation was the fluid you have is right up by his mouth. Okay. There was one pocket. He's basically, you know, the baby's pee <laughs> and that's part of the fluid. Right. That's and so he was, re- was basically...
2: That's what was rebuilding a little bit. So there was okay. a little bit so of fluid, okay. like
1: four centimeters, which is not much, no. not much at all. And, um, but it was right by his mouth. And so if he were to have a chance, that was his chance. And, you know, our that's doctors remarkable. had told us, look, his, his body may grow, but his lung tissue can't. With right. no fluid, his
2: lungs will not develop. He'll
1: outgrow the lungs, and so still bad news, right? So one, even still. if you give birth, he'll yeah. live maybe for a right. few hours, but his few lungs days. won't fill with air. Yeah, yep.
2: right. so he can't breathe. Okay, even if he grows. Um. So we went to that twenty-three week ultrasound, and we found out that it's a boy. Yeah. So we felt like that was exciting. That gave us a big like surge of excitement because we knew who it was that yes. we were fighting with. Yeah. Yes. At, at
1: least
0: for sure. Yeah, we did. We named him. Um. <laughs> well, tell me his it's Owen, and it means mm-hmm. and it means
1: little fighter, yep or young warrior <laughs> Warrior. perfect, yep, yep.
2: yep. that's partly the reason, actually, it is the reason that we chose that name because yes, it was on of course. It was on our list, but it definitely wasn't near the top until we found out the meaning. So yes. that was really that was really sweet. But um one week later, they decided to start kind of monitoring us from then, from then on, sure. So one week later at our twenty four week, we had another ultrasound. and, my my fluid had rebounded to eleven point three, so I know that that doesn't mean a lot to That's some people, range. but that is completely normal, normal amount of fluid. I mean, like they put the thing on there, I was like, and I saw this big giant amount of fluid. I was like, what? I mean, we were shocked. Yeah. Called Michael in absolute shock. All the nurses were like high fiving me when I went wow. down the hallway. I was like, they were like, you never know from this point. I mean, this could look a lot better for you. We were so Hope. excited. We the were on food, a huge high. That was oh, incredibly sure.
1: exciting. The only problem is. Really, from 16 to 23 weeks okay. is a very crucial lung development stage, okay. and we Which you'd already missed. To our knowledge, he had almost no fluid during that time, okay. so it was great and exciting, and yeah. we, we were just so thankful to the Lord and um, huge answered prayer. However, it was like, yes, that in itself is a miracle, but what are we still? What are we dealing Bracing. with? Kind of still doing? still Bracing really yourselves. nervous
2: that he'd missed, you know, his lungs being able Possibly. to function. Sure. We didn't know, but um, so for about a week, we were just like on cloud nine. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my goodness, you know, mm-hmm. we can just function normally. And then I I started feeling kind of weird. We went to the hospital, went to the ER, and um, found out that I just had I had a UTI. It
0: mm-hmm. wasn't
2: anything super normal in pregnancy. So they gave me some antibiotics and sent us home. And we actually went over to Rosie's house because it snowed so much, even though it doesn't snow in Northwest right. Arkansas anymore. anymore.
1: We were so on edge. <laughs> back we were like, in those days. What if we have to rush back to <laughs> the did. ER?
2: And so she lived right. closer to so the hospital. So we stayed with her. Mm-hmm. We stayed at her house. Yeah. And that night, before I was going to bed, I started feeling really bad again. I was like, I just don't feel well. Maybe we should go back. I didn't know I didn't know yeah, what was going on. I don't know what to expect. And I got up, and I, I just walked toward the bathroom, and my water broke again. <sighs> Except for this time, I had... I mean, I was a lot further along sure. and had a normal amount of fluid yeah. <laughs> since we had just checked it. And I have never seen that amount of fluid in my life. I will mm. never forget. It just... It, it was... It was like somebody poured two buckets of water on us. Like yeah. I, it was, we were absolutely panicked. Yes, of course. Left that apartment as fast as we could. And we would just raced to the hospital and it was just coming and coming and coming and coming. Even when I was getting strapped onto a gurney and everything, it was mm-hmm. just gushing and gushing and gushing. I've never, ever seen something like it. And they were just like, well, you're going to deliver right now. Oh, wow. And so they started prepping me for delivery. I mean they were like, you're going to deliver. There's no chance right. that you won't because that's what happens after your water breaks of course. normally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it triggers your body to go into labor. Sure.
1: So they were going to plan to fly us to Little Rock where mm-hmm. they have a very high level NICU. Mm-hmm. And um, he was going to be a, about a 24, 25 weeker.
2: But they, co- they couldn't get us out that night. So they're like, well, you can just, you know, you'll, we'll just stay here. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, if you deliver, we'll just send you to Little Rock. Okay. And if you don't deliver, we'll send you to Little Rock before. Either but, way. you know, likely yeah. it's going to be... Imminent, basically For sure Well, they came in the very next morning This was
1: Still no labor Just
2: overnight No, I did not go into Cervix labor once tight. again <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, they rechecked my fluid And yeah. it had rebounded to almost normal again Oh, yeah. my It was like 10.8 You guys 8 Completely <laughs> inexplicably They were like, what
0: in the world? No, it makes no sense
2: mm-hmm. It literally makes no sense they didn't know what to do with us. So they I'm were like, sure they didn't.
0: You were so they,
1: an anomaly for sure. They just sure. said, you need to go to... They, basically, our OB, who's a guy I worked they with... They still thought it would
2: be soon. Yeah.
1: Really practical, real nice guy. He said, look... He said, I don't know what to do with you, yeah. honestly. He said, you need to get to Little Rock. <laughs> okay. So they called an ambulance because we couldn't do the helicopter. And, yeah. and so it was an ambulance ride down there.
0: Mm-hmm. Again, long, mm-hmm. I'm sure, with all the long. thoughts going through your mind. I yep. mean... We just, <laughs> we just couldn't believe no. where this
2: was going. So we, we ended up being in Little Rock... Um, for it was two about two months okay. total. On bed yeah, rest. On bed rest in the hospital yeah. for some of that time. Okay. And um then they kind of realized they were just basically monitoring me. Sure. I did not go into labor. Mm-hmm. They okay. were still just like, Yeah, we don't know what to do. I saw you. some we're of gonna... the top specialists there <laughs> and they um they were just like, I mean, we're just basically monitoring your monitoring your vitals every day. So they sent me to what was called camp and it's just basically an extension of the hospital where you just yeah, stay just when you're out. just in waiting.
0: <laughs> oh man. So we'll and I was there. going back
1: and forth oh, to yeah. school during the week goodness. and I would drive to Little Rock on time. Friday. Oh my goodness. Stay there till Sunday and then go back back to Fayetteville. <clears throat> yeah, so every single week for 2 months I was doing that. My And goodness. um you know, not my mom was a
2: real MVP. In- <laughs> she stayed with me that whole time too. <laughs> yeah. Took care of me that entire time and wow. she and I had some some really special time in there. Sure. Yep. Little hotel room, but um But it was the same thing. I mean, just more of the same wish of waiting and Mm -hmm. waiting and Mm -hmm. waiting and praying. We had people all around the world that were friends of my parents, missionaries and Mm -hmm. pastors and friends and just people that we know that were praying and praying Mm -hmm. and praying for us. And we felt very supported by that. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. People we'll never
1: meet. People that own will never meet. Yes, that's right. That were praying fervently for us. Yes. Yes. well, just quick, my mom knows a lady that lives in the um, um, Huntsville-Hinesville area. Mm-hmm. They have a very small church there. Their entire church prayed for Owen every oh, single Sunday. My goodness! Yeah. And we'll probably that never meet a those people. lot of that, people, I love but, that. It's just you know, so that powerful, was going you on, guys. So yeah,
0: so powerful.
2: Probably more of that than we know about, but um, I'm sure. Um, so, I mean, that, that was a tough time to get through Michael coming back and forth. Yeah. He stayed in school this entire time. We actually he thought about deferring a year sure. and not staying in school. Yeah. But he stayed in school and I'm I'm really glad he did now. Mm-hmm. But it was it was hard. It was hard to get through. But um kind of toward the end of that, the lady was just kind of like, Well, I mean, you are just kind of we're just, you know, you're just kind of hanging out here. And yeah. my um fluid level had returned to normal. Okay. And they did the the check for amniotic fluid again. <clears throat> and she said, I don't see any signs of amniotic fluid wow. that you're leaking still or anything. Mm-hmm. Like it had, re, I had resealed. She said, "I, I think I'm going to send you home." Mm. I was like, "What? I can't <laughs> believe." it. I was like at thirty-five or thirty-six okay. weeks, and um, I was so excited because I mean, I basically watched the entire fall season pass yes. outside my window, and yes. I knew that I mean, Christmas was on the way. I mean, yeah, this was you wanted to be home, um, December, you know, close to December, and I wanted to be home really bad. So I was able to come home, and we had
0: even a. Semi-normal life I didn't mm-hmm. have to lay Flat on my back All you the time You did not You were no longer On not bed rest at that rest. point Okay She was not on modified bed rest Because yeah, she could have Gone at any time And it would have yep. been fine. So so she was hikes, using the little Walmart yeah, carts sure. And all that okay. <laughs>
1: stuff But we were able To go for Taking car rides it easy. I was getting nasty yeah. Looked at
2: some <laughs> Other pregnant ladies <laughs> Who were like What are you doing yeah. Why are you so special <laughs> <laughs> Right Give me a break Is what they were Probably saying um, But yeah It was semi- wow. semi-normal semi life And we were getting Kind of getting ready yeah For Christmas And spending time there, you know, with our family and stuff And I went to bed I remember I went to bed one night Kind of not feeling very good Mm -hmm. We watched a movie um, before we went to bed And I woke up, like, I jumped out of bed Because I I certainly knew at that point What it felt like for my water to break Oh, for sure Broke again Okay And I was 38 weeks Wow Which is, I mean, I was completely full-term Yeah And, um, I mean, like, I jumped up And ran to the other room I was like, oh my gosh, my water just broke so for this time there was blood in it Okay And so we were definitely worried mm-hmm. We were like Okay that's never happened Right Definitely mm-hmm. a little scary But We decided we'll just go ahead And we were actually supposed to have been induced in Little Rock That's okay. what they That yeah. was the just plan for them sure Just to be as close sure. to mm-hmm. The big time yeah. NICUs as possible mm-hmm. And um So that was still a few weeks away actually And um So we were like, great. Well, we're not going to make it to Little Rock. Yeah. So we just went to the hospital and we actually barely made it out of our driveway. There was so much snow. We got stuck in the driveway. I was like freaking out. I was (laughs) like, oh my word. (laughs) But we did manage to get out of the driveway after a lot of pushing. Oh, wow. Of the car. And um, (laughs) and on the
1: way there, I don't know if this is a thing, but I decided (laughs) to call the police and say, I'm going about 150 Down Just 412, so you know. my wife is pregnant, there's nobody on the road, so... Thankfully,
0: nobody caught us. <laughs> and they were fine.
1: really, in the dis- whoever the person was I talked to said, so, oh, okay, that's no problem, we'll let the units know. Okay, I mean, good. basically, be careful. Yeah. And so I got to Willow Creek, <laughs> normally it takes about 35 minutes, I got there in like, I don't know, 20, 10, something 15, like 15, 20 minutes. And, uh, so.
0: Yeah, it did not take long. Oh, I'm
2: sure not. Um, so... They once again they started prepping us for delivery. Yeah, they were like, "I guess you're going to just it. deliver here." And we waited and waited and waited. And I did not go into labor. Abby, oh I don't know what I was like, through all <laughs> this. Are you serious? She had to be I was like, induced. "This time I actually want to." <laughs> oh, so I had to my induce my labor. Goodness. Which is the weirdest thing. That is the crazy. Lord kept her cervix
1: closed, mm, man, kept every drop of fluid like in vice. that he could. That's right. <laughs> and basically was not letting go. That's the way. <laughs> right, I, that's how absolutely. I feel about it. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, but so, so they induced me and gave me Pitocin, and I wow. um, within five hours. Mm-hmm. I was basically ready to push, and yeah. that we were still like we we prayed and prayed yeah. during during that time sure. that I was living because I was like we did not know what we were about of to face, course. and that was a mm-hmm. very that was a very sobering moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it was great I mean, that it was going to be over, but riot. it was awful that it was going to be over. Yeah, yes. and we didn't know the what known. Right. Yes. Were we going to hold Owen for a few hours right. and watch him pass away? We definitely right. thought that was. Or was he going to come out? Yeah, already passed he just away. Had no. And is right that why her water broke idea. again? Or you know, but you know he had a heartbeat on the fetal monitors after we got to the hospital, so we we knew that. We but were just mm-hmm. afraid that very scared again. His, just his another lungs place of fear
2: fell with air, and he wouldn't be able to breathe. And right. so they had a team of people in that room. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, oh, was a lot of I mean, more doctors than I can count There yeah. were NICU specialists yeah. There was a whole team from the NICU And they had all the stuff ready Just bracing for whatever Just bracing right. for whatever was going to happen Nobody yeah. knew well, what was going to happen I wanted to see yeah. <laughs> what was yeah. going to be the results of this There was probably 15 people in that room wow. besides us And um, so we got ready And I started pushing And it actually I was a deliver. really he had actually a really, yeah. He had actually a really easy delivery. The doctor um, came walking in pretty close to him. He said, "Are you ready? You want to suit up?" Michael was like, "Really?" Oh, so he, he, you know, I have a picture of him snapping on the gloves, and uh, so he let him catch. Uh, he let him catch Owen.
1: Is your first mm-hmm. baby to deliver. Yeah, it was, oh, he was my first one. My I was about to um, work with those guys actually. <sighs>
0: yep. Wow. Um,
1: and I didn't know this at the time, but when I matched for residency, that particular group ended up being my. Mm-hmm. attending group. Oh. And they were they awesome. awesome. And this yeah. particular uh doctor was one of my favorites. But um mm. yeah, he said, You ready? You can do this. And so <laughs>
0: Yeah. Ready I mean, or not? <laughs> it was
1: good because it actually took my mind off of sure. what might happen because yeah. I was like, okay, now I'm in this position to catch yeah. Owen. Yeah. And so I focused on him. that instead of yes. what negative thing might happen. So anyway. Of course.
2: So I mean I just so I started pushing. He was a very easy delivery mm-hmm. and he came out and I mean Every single person I know that I, I just like, I remember just looking up, like waiting on yeah. like bated breath. I still remember that moment so well. Yeah, And a friend of ours, Liesl, um, was one of our nurses and mm-hmm. she was a friend of ours. So that was like, that's a little mm-hmm. special thing for me. Yeah. But I remember her just looking at me and I remember looking <laughs> over at Michael and he and Owen let out this, the tiniest little cry. Oh. It, it, it was like a little, like a little lamb or something. He yeah. was like, he was like. Like just this, (laughs) and I remember, I I remember just like fall. I just like fell backwards in my on my bed. Yeah, and Michael just Michael yelled right in his face. He was like, he was like, yes, (laughs) like just. I just won the Super Bowl. We knew, of course, we knew that if he could breathe, then. If he was taking in air, that was a really good sign. His lungs were were filling up. I mean, we I started crying. My mom started crying. I mean, we were just like, goodness, yeah. He's breathing. I mean, I I couldn't believe that he was just actually breathing on his own. So that was unbelievable. So the nursery
1: crew took him and did some positive pressure, you know, trying to help him. Not really knowing what the extent was of his um, lung capacity and all that. But anyway, um, he was pink, looking pretty good. (laughs) I was just kind of staring at him (laughs) thinking, oh my gosh, I've got a son. He's here. (laughs) Look at his chin. I can't believe that. Of course, Aww. all the nurses were talking about his chin. Yes. And I was counting toes and fingers. Yeah. And um, then I went to... I mean, they, they brought... I think they brought him over for just a second so you just could see second. him. But they didn't get to do the you know the skin-to-skin thing. Sure. They rushed him out and said, we have to do a more thorough exam, yeah. which we totally understood. Yeah. When they did, my dad kind of followed after him mm-hmm. and watched. And apparently, he turned pretty blue Okay. When um, they were doing their exam, and he had a collapsed lung. Okay. So they did x-rays. They got him up to the NICU, and he stayed uh, six days in the Willow Creek NICU, which, you know, this could have been like a six-month of course. NICU stay, yeah. I guess, if that's possible. But um, but he had a collapsed lung, and I remember seeing his x-ray, and he had great lungs. Yeah. He just one of them was a little bit collapsed, but <laughs> it came back, not a problem. And the neonatologist there said, I think he's going to be fine. Wow. Yeah. And we were thinking, wow. Wow. How wow. Amazing, is yeah, his that?
2: lung healed really quickly, yeah. and um, but other than that, they oh. said he checked out completely. They did beautifully a complete exam on him, they said his lungs were perfectly normal, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, we don't
1: know how much fluid he had, we don't know when he had it. All those details I was yes, talking to you about earlier right. really didn't matter no. because whether he had enough fluid there or not, the yeah. Lord made him two perfectly good lungs, that's right, and that's all that matters, yeah. Absolutely, and so, however, he did it, he did it, he did and it. um. <laughs> And, and to yeah. this day, he is. He's doing great. He's in kindergarten. Yep. He's he did start school on time. Yeah, he does not wear oxygen. He's <clears throat> yeah. not delayed. Right. Um. He's just a walking trophy of the Lord's.
0: Absolutely, I love that word, trophy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. There's and no I'll say about this it.
1: too. I believe all kids are. I believe all babies are miracles, especially mm-hmm. after delivering. Of course. Quite a few. Yes. Um. His story is a bit more dramatic than yep. a lot of others, but <laughs> but sure. every single baby I think is that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um. So
2: absolutely mm-hmm. well um wow. so we we obviously were able to take him home and mm-hmm. this was at this point this was just a few days before christmas i think what what made a difference for me that that year before mm-hmm. the christmas before was the christmas after we had lost our other pregnancy and um it was the hardest it was the hardest christmas i've ever been through i remember just being devastated just so sad yeah and um and then here we were the a year later, almost ex, almost exactly, mm-hmm. um, coming home with our son mm. that we didn't think that we were going to have, that we didn't think was going to live. And I remember, I I still remember sitting there at Christmas with all of my family around and just holding him, mm-hmm. just staring at him, and <laughs> I, and I realized how full circle we had come. Yes, and how that Christmas before had been so devastating, and now we had been given this unbelievable gift. Yes, after this incredible journey that. I feel like the Lord took us on, sort of. Yes. And of course, now, uh, after everything, I can see the Lord's purpose for it in my life, which oh, was sure. um, to teach me yes. to trust and to and to um, re-engage, you know, in my spiritual life. Really. Yes. yes. Instead of having been so disconnected for so long, yeah. and so I can definitely see the ways that both of us mm-hmm. grew. We grew together mm-hmm. as a couple. Um, we grew together in the Lord. It it really reignited my entire uh, spiritual journey. Absolutely. So it was. It's just. It's crazy. Yes, to it's think about, but no small thing. It's very huge. very blessed. Oh, for absolutely. me, it
1: was like, I don't want to do this again. I don't want to go through any of these things <laughs> right. anymore. Right. If it takes that to get me to turn, oh yeah, uh, and get closer to you, then sure. I'll try and do it without that. Thank oh, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so um, that's what I learned. Rule well, number one is kind of. Where peace lives. Peace lives mm. with trust and surrender. Mm. It doesn't, there's nowhere else. I mean, you yes. can't, when you fully trust and surrender whatever yeah. your trial is to the Lord, yeah. and, you know, they say, let him have it. He's already got it, mm-hmm. but you just you just mentally and physically release it. Mm-hmm. That's the only place where I have ever found peace right. through a trial. Yes. And um, I don't want another situation like this to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> another trial of this magnitude of course. for him to, you know, try to get my attention And I know things happen And our particular situation has like this Amazing, awesome, positive ending mm-hmm. um, yeah. But it still remains the same You know, it's still the same lessons Even That's if it right. had been a different outcome That's exactly right But um,
0: Yes, oh wow that A lot to learn So much to learn And since then, you have had Harper Another yeah. pregnancy And we a precious did. little girl
1: mm-hmm. We've, I six, Harper's four Um R O B well there's another story with Harper, but we won't be into <laughs> yes. that. Her pregnancy <laughs> was great. Podcast. It was the delivery <laughs> that was bad. And OB basically yes. yes. so told us I'm not delivering another baby out of that <laughs> yeah. uterus.
0: Yes. After all you've guys <laughs> for have good been reason. through. So absolutely. Um, that's probably
1: gonna be it. You know, adoption is definitely not off the table <laughs> sure. for us at all. Yeah. But uh that'd probably be the only way yeah. you know.
0: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And that's okay.
1: We feel incredibly blessed to have two kids. Absolutely.
0: Honestly. Such a story. Well it has been an amazing journey to watch and just behold. And then to see him running around every mm-hmm. single week is just, it's such yeah. a gift. Yeah. Yes, And to tell yeah. me this past Sunday, my name is not Owen, it's uh, Sonic. Exactly. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's Sonic. He's got such an imagination. Yeah. I love it so much. Well, <laughs> on, on this side of it, as we wrap it up, uh, tell me one thing that you've learned, one thing that you know that you know that you can always stand on.
1: I think I'll just echo... The fact that I know where peace through a trial lives, mm-hmm. and that's with you know a clo- a close relationship with God, knowing yeah. who He is number one, loving Him for who He is. Yes, and again, not just what He can do for you to pull you out, because mm-hmm. the answer very well could be no. Yeah, and that's going to have to be okay. It doesn't mean He's bad. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean He's not a good Father. Right. Um, it just means that's His answer. Yeah, and knowing that true peace lives with surrender and um, giving up the details Mm -hmm. and and seriously just letting him have your trial, letting him have your life, letting him have your kids, letting him have your spouse. Mm -hmm. They all, your money, they all belong Mm to him.
0: Right.
1: It all belongs to him. It can all be taken at any moment. So find that peace and surrender so you're not worried about it all the time.
2: Right. Yes. I think I would say that, I mean, I guess it's kind of similar, but I would say that... um, Learning to get to that place of surrender—that even if the answer is no, mm-hmm. and even if the worst happens, that that He will make it okay. Yeah, and that He'll get you through. Yes,
1: and He's got a plan. Yeah, there's always a plan. And that
0: there's a purpose behind the journey, for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that would be so awesome. much wisdom. So much wisdom, guys. Thank you so much. Sure Thanks thing. for being here. Thanks for sharing your story. You bet. Thank you for listening today to this amazing story of hope and trust in Jesus, the one who held Owen in his mother's womb and who holds all things together.
1: If you'd like to know more about other ministries of Vertical Community Church, visit verticalnwa.org.